Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and myself, Jonas Knox. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. <laughs> Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. It's two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. No LeVar Arrington. He's on a little vacay for the week, so it'll be BQ and I all the way until Friday. You can hang out with us all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Pacific today through the rest of this hour. You can listen to this show on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country. No matter where you are making us a part of your Monday morning, we are doing it live here from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So we did have ourselves a fun little event over the weekend. Oh, yeah? What yeah. was that? Little uh, Jake Paul representing the great state of Ohio, huh? That's right. Getting it yeah. done. Getting it yeah. done. Uh, How about his brother, by the way, coming to see him? <laughs> he, he, left, mean, he left the WWE event SummerSlam in Detroit. It was the first match of their pay-per-view, or premium live event is what they call it now. And uh, he hopped on a private jet after his match, didn't even shower, flew straight to Dallas, and got there in time to be able to walk out with him and watch uh, watch his pretty awesome. beat Nate, uh, Nate Diaz. Yeah, pretty awesome. It also helped that the fight uh, started well after midnight Eastern time. There's also right. that. Yeah. I mean, come on. What are we doing here? Let's, you know. I mean, that's how I always used to be. Uh, like, I remember every main event back in the day, like Tyson, Holyfield, like all that. You had to stay up late to be able to watch. I didn't realize that the difference in that until I watched a pay-per-view a fight. I think it might have been a UFC fight or it could have been a boxing. But when I lived in South Carolina, the difference between everything ending at 1 a.m. Eastern time and everything ending at about 10 p.m. on the West Coast – 
drastic. Because on the west on the west coast, you finish up nine forty five, ten o'clock. Then you go out to the bars. You hop on some more liver lube. You start eating, cracking a couple of jokes, and it turns into a fun night of three hours of fights, three hours at the bar. It's a fun night. Instead, on the East Coast, all you got is the three hours of the fights, and then you got to go home because most people are doing last call. It's unfortunate. Got to be honest. It's unfortunate. And most people have like a watch party for it, too, though. So you're kind of out partying while you're there. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I prefer the West Coast. Well, let me ask you this. W- would this have been a fight that was worthy of a, of a big party for it? Uh, yeah, I think. Um, look, the fight wasn't awful. It, no. and, and people could say whatever they want and dismiss it and say, well, it's Jake Paul and Logan Paul. And they're not. Fi-. Look, they're legitimate athletes. All right. They, these guys. It's not like Jake Paul can't fight at all. All right. It, it's not like he's Tim Anderson. No, he's he's proven. <laughs> oh, jeez. Sorry. I didn't know my mic was on. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, man. Hard right hand by Ramirez. And we will be hearing one of the great calls of all time coming up later on uh, here this hour. Uh, just a, a tremendous call uh, later <laughs> this hour. But I, I just look at it. I go, good for these guys. And, and the fact that this fight between Jake Paul and Nate Diaz has a chance to outdo the Crawford Spence from a week earlier, which is the modern-day Pacquiao Mayweather that did 650,000 buys. I'm I'm fascinated to see how many people bought Jake Paul Nate Diaz. Like, I'm really curious because the crowd was electric, man. People were fired up about it. It looked like it was a sellout in Dallas, and so... Just to see uh, the whole presentation, I I, th- I think it's gotten better and better. I think he's gotten better and better. What it turns into, who knows? But look, uh, there's a $10 million offer on the table to Nate Diaz to do an MMA fight now. So there, there's not like they're throwing around chump change. People are getting No, paid. I mean, it, look, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, those guys are going to be able to get whoever they want um, to come fight them and, and you know box them. And, and because they can draw the interest, right? They, they can get the money. They can draw the interest of, of fans and, and people for pay-per-view. And they've been able to figure out that model. They've been able to you know, help kind of bring back boxing to a degree. Now, for, for boxing enthusiasts, they may not love it that they've got an outsider who's come in and is trying to take up the sport, but you've got to give him a lot of credit. I mean, he, he does work his tail off. Uh, he, he wisely chooses his opponents, which, let's be real, it's not like the boxing community doesn't do the exact same thing to build up a fighter's record before he gets a title shot, 100%. okay? Promoters have always done this. So, like, let's, let's get off our high horse here, okay? He's doing something very similar. He's enticing guys who don't have a, you know, a boxing background but maybe a fighting history or background to try to come take him on. And, and as he's gotten better and, and has you know, grown in the profession uh, – He's he's fighting more legitimate fighters, I, I guess you you could say. So, uh, I am curious to see you know if you know when things will will get to a point where he's got on some um, more legitimized guys in, in the boxing world, and it's not guys who are you know mixed martial art uh, artists who are trying to come over and, and box for the first time. But look, it was an entertaining fight to a degree. You got the sense though that, and and maybe this is more the concern I have is. You know, Nate Diaz is a showman. He's one of the most fun um, mixed martial artists to watch fight. Although there was a little, you know, showmanship that came along with it. And, and at times I kind of was watching it thinking, is he really trying to knock him out? Or is this more just like exhibition bout, right? right? And, and, I, and I don't know that, you know, 
behind the scenes there's not a wink not agreement like hey let's make sure this goes the way we, we hope it's going to go but like i think that for people that haven't seen a lot of nate diaz fights him and his brother nick diaz are, are legends They're in awesome. the ufc so much fun to watch neither one of them has won a title like neither one of them was a ufc champion but the reason they're legends is because they would do stuff like that it would be in yeah. the middle of the fight they would call it the stockton slap where in the yeah. middle of a fight they would just slap a guy <laughs> it's like wait what you can't really do that, but they would just do it. Nate Diaz had a guy in a triangle, which is a submission where you're on your back and your legs are wrapped around his neck and his shoulder, and it's 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 a choke, and it's you know one of the oldest you know submissions in in jujitsu and MMA. Tua probably did it when he was taking jujitsu this off season to try and recover from concussions. Uh, still can't get any clarity as to whether or not it was judo or jujitsu. But point being, Nate Diaz strapped one of those on a guy. And in the middle of the fight, as he was getting ready to make the guy tap, just threw up two middle fingers. <laughs> it's like, for, that's just what they do. And right. they don't think they've ever lost a fight. Even if they technically lose a fight, if they got taken down a bunch, in their eyes and in their mind, they still won because they won while the fight was standing. Right. Like, that's just that's just the way they're they... They're tough as nails, Yeah, too. they're awesome. I mean, anyone's awesome. watching their fights, it's it's a bloodbath. It really is usually. And, and anyway, look, the, the the fight was what it was. Um, it, it, you know, I, I didn't really expect to see Jake Paul get knocked down or have him not win. He was a heavy favorite going into it. The old meat wagon asked me before he <laughs> placed a bet. He's like, what are you thinking for this? He's like, why is Jake Paul such a heavy favorite? I was like, well... He's a legitimate boxer, professional boxer now, and Nate Diaz is in his first professional fight, and I think there's a pretty strong indication that these fights are supposed to go a certain way. And so, like the meat wagon would do, he uh, he bet he bet on he bet on Nate Diaz. So. <laughs> what by what did he get it at? Like plus three sixty or something Probably like that? Probably something yeah. like that. He he really didn't share much more information. Yeah, so. and that was the other thing. It wasn't like Nate Diaz was was going to hurt him. They're all about output, and they yeah. out pace and out cardio everybody do the diaz brothers but they're yeah. not they're not one punch knockout artists they've had a couple in their career i think uh uh nick diaz knocked out robbie lawler early in his career but those were with four ounce gloves in in boxing i mean it, it, you're what 10 ounce gloves 12 ounce gloves it just it wasn't like he was going to knock him out so it went the way it went but all in all entertaining fight and uh you know big night for the paul brothers you big know. night for the Paul brothers. They get the big win. There, there's some other big wins over this past weekend. Yeah. Right? As we're talking Huge about college wins. football realignment. Huge wins. Um, not by the Pac-12, though. Uh, definitely not by the Pac-12. That is that is not a big win for the Pac-12, but a big win for some of the other conferences who have let the Pac-12 kind of, you know, uh, saw its own foot off and try and walk around afterwards. And you've got, you know, the Big 12 and you've got the Big 10 that are grabbing a bunch of teams. Somebody's got to save Oregon State. There's nothing better than betting on late night games in Corvallis on a Saturday right. night while you're waiting for Hawaii hey, to Pullman kick off. Pullman, too. Uh, our, our good friends up there in Pullman, Washington. Um, Washington State, you know, Oregon State, both really unique, awesome places. And you feel for the student athletes because that's the unfortunate part that's gotten taken out of their hands is there's only four teams left in the Pac-12 right now. And if you're a coach, a player who's a part of any of those athletic programs, uh, you're concerned because you went there thinking you're going to be part of a, a Power 5 conference or at least a part of the Pac-12, which is a more legitimate conference. And, and now I'm not sure if they try to 
take teams from the Mountain West, if they get absorbed by the Mountain I mean, at this point, the Mountain West has more power than the Pac-12 does. Yeah. And it's, so, it, you know, they, they run the risk of losing the rest of the teams that are in the conference, maybe to the Pac-12, maybe not, or, or somewhere else. But either way, it's, it's not a good position to be in if you're one of those four schools. Just to see what's happened to the Pac-12, and this isn't an indictment on everybody because there's a lot of people who are passionate about playing for their school or passionate about their alma mater who really care and you know let's just call it we'll just keep it at football football means a lot to them but there is a reality and people out here on the west coast can get pissed about this all they want they can get upset about this but this is a fact and we've talked about it it just matters more in other parts of the country And this is a microcosm of what has been an issue to where the interest level, look, you you do big noon kickoff. You go to stadiums that are packing 100,000 people there. Right. You go to certain places in the Pac-12 and it's like, eh, that's cool. Like, yeah, you know, maybe maybe we're fired up about it. Maybe we're not. And as somebody who was born and raised in Southern California, I didn't really get it until I went and saw college football elsewhere. And then you go to the SEC and you go to some of these other places and you realize it's on another level. And it's why when COVID hit, look, you had what Justin Fields was was out marching and protesting, trying to get a season back. You had uh, Greg Sankey in the SEC trying to come up with solutions and coming up with plans. The ACC had a plan. Notre Dame had a plan. Like everybody had a plan. And the Pac-12 was like, hold on. Everybody wait, like hold on here. And you've got players in and around the Pac-12 that are looking around going, we'd like to play. Can we get an opportunity? And just from the top all the way to the bottom, it just felt like the beginning of the end. And here we are. They got four teams left as the season's approaching. So after this upcoming year, who the hell knows what's going to happen to the conference? That approach you're mentioning, that like let's wait. We don't want to be a first mover in that, right? That not only displayed itself during COVID, it displayed itself with the media rights deal. Before that, we talked about you know Larry Scott back in what was it 2017, and and even you know this year with George Klevkov, like and the way he had handled those negotiations, letting the Big 12 get to a media rights deal before him, which then limits the amount of windows you can even be in, and and really your leverage too, if those networks already have another conference, but that strategy. And not prioritizing football, which is ultimately what you're tapping into, was ultimately the demise of the Pac-12. And, and, and people who are Pac-12 enthusiasts can challenge me on this. But what you said is true. And, and I think whether it's Kirk Herbstreet and Game Day or, or me and anyone else on our crew at Big Noon Kickoff. What a Big Noon Kickoff? You do get a, big, a different feel when you go across the country and see these different places where football is a way of life. And, and football has been very fruitful to many of the universities who've embraced it. And instead of, you know, trying to promote yourself as the Conference of Champions and how many Directors' Cup trophies you've won, which have traditionally been something like the Pac-12 and Stanford in particular have been really competitive in, you've missed the boat on the economics of how this is all going to work. And I think a lot of people who are frustrated with what's happening in college sports are saying, well, this is unfair to the student-athletes, and this is all about a money grab. Well, okay, but you could make that argument with anything in America. It's a free market. Anytime a company grows, scales, sells out, right, what was a money grab, right? What was it really about what they were doing, what product they were producing, what service they were providing, or was it about money? It, it, it's always about money. 
And the problem with the Pac-12 is they didn't want to prioritize one specific sport like the SEC, like the Big Ten, and some of the others have done because they understood the revenue model. And so what becomes difficult now, and what a lot of people who are upset about me or anyone else saying it's okay, it was a money grab, is understanding what's coming down the pipeline. There's a world that exists where football, men's and women's basketball, which are the revenue-driving sports, aren't a part of these schools. Yeah. Hypothetically speaking, you could make the case that they could be looked at as a minor league or professional sport where they're licensing back the rights to use the logo and the, the mascot, the trademark, all these things back to the school. And so then the question becomes, well, if they're no longer considered student-athletes and they're in this professional world, which there's a lot of moving parts to get to that point, what happens to the rest of the sports? What happens to the rest of the Olympic sports? And, and who's going to pay for them? If you don't have that revenue coming in from the revenue-driving sports in football and men's women's basketball, you're running at a deficit. And you're now putting more pressure on the school to figure out how they're going to fund those. And so they either have to drop those programs and they become club sports, which are privately funded through donors, or the university has to come up with other ways of being able to, and maybe from the licensing and trademark fees, et cetera, that they take from that, that would fund those sports. But they may have to drop some sports. And then you have to factor in Title IX into all of this and how you go about supplying equal scholarships because, you know, for, for at least for women's sports, you have 85 less scholarships now that are no longer there that you have to match on the women's sports side with football not being there. So there, there's so many different moving parts and questions that come up. But it's, it's crazy to me when I hear people talk about how, oh, this is, you know, the greed and money. And oh, okay, I, I understand that, but... Do you want these sports to survive? Exactly. Because if they're going to survive, these universities had to find a way of being able to not only remain competitive, but provide the student-athletes with what they need in order to be able for their scholarship, and their travel, the expenses, everything else. And so this is a decision they were kind of forced into because of the lack of leadership of university presence, in particular in the Pac-12, of Larry Scott. So that's what's got us here. But... People who are sitting there, like, you know, condemning the fact that it's a money grab. Okay, <laughs> show me, show me right. somewhere where it's not. Right. Like, show me some industry in the United States where it's not a money grab. You know, it's a, that's a money grab. How could they? By the way, can you give me a two dollar quick pick on the one point five mega millions that's going on? Everything is a money grab. There, it, that, that's the whole point. But my my favorite part about just the Pac twelve network and all that. I, so last year, remember when USC played Oregon State early in the season? It was yes. a, a really Great good game. game. Great game. Great game. Oregon State almost pulled that thing off for a ridiculous throw by Caleb Williams. So I I just remember the hoops that I had to jump through just to be able to watch that game. And I live in California and I couldn't find the game. And I had to, like, you got to go to this and go to. And I'm thinking to myself, you've got two undefeated teams, one of them is seventh in the country. And you've got to go through all of this just to be able to watch. That wouldn't happen in the Big Ten. That wouldn't happen in the SEC. It just, it was so small time, nickel and dime. And it was a phenomenal game between USC and, and, and Oregon State in Corvallis that went down to the wire. 
it just none of that stuff happens in these other places. Like if Alabama's seventh in the country and they're playing another undefeated team from the conference, I know where I'm going to be able to watch it. I know when it's going to be on. Same with the Big Ten, but it just felt like that was the Pac-12 and that was a microcosm for the Pac-12 and what was soon to be the end of the Pac-12. Which is now? Are we calling it the Pack Four? By the way, is that what we're going to call it? Four Four Pack probably sounds. Yeah. A little yeah what better. are we doing? So, I, I think. I think at this point we need to put those four teams ahead of the Pack or whatever comes after that. The Four right. Pack. I'm just saying, maybe the Four Pack probably sounds better at this point. I, I don't mean to make light of it or joke about it. Um, I, I, as, as I said before, I do feel for all the student athletes and the coaches. But but as we also portrayed in the first hour. You know, when, when I was at least comparing the Big 12 and what those teams that have now moved to the Big 12 and what their, their travel schedule looks like, it's not as drastically different as you would have thought. Now, again, for Oregon, Washington, USC, and UCLA, those schools are going to be much more impacted by their travel heading to the Big 10. It's a different conversation. But the, but the difference with that is those schools are also getting compensated more. Now, maybe not Oregon and Washington because of when they got in. Eventually they will, though, um, once they get to the new TV meteorites deal. But at, at this juncture, Oregon and Washington made a decision where they feel like that was in their best interest moving forward in order to supply the necessary funding to the student-athletes and, and keep their pro- pro- programs intact. And it, it's hard to have an issue with that uh, because of such bad leadership that you saw from the Pac-12. And so, it, you know, again, some people are, are going to express concern for these student athletes. And I think that there is a concern for baseball and softball and volleyball and all these other sports and how it's going to work out. I, I, I trust the people who are involved in this, that being able to put together a, a plan that won't be quite as burdensome. And I also would say to a lot of people out there that our recollection, the, the people who are my age, older people who are largely speaking out against this that have issues with it they've apparently missed on what's happened in academia. There's a lot of stuff online now, man. All these schools have adjusted, especially in undergrad, to being online. And so that they can make a lot of the adjustments they need to with online curriculum and courses in order to satisfy the degree requirements. And so it's not as big of a concern as I think it would have been had we not gone through COVID and had all these changes to how, what curriculum looks like now. Two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. All right, so coming up next, is there cause for concern for two quarterbacks in the NFL? We'll tell you who they are. That's next. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O-Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts 
parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. Coming up in less than 20 minutes from now, we are going to have another edition of UNIU Out where we uh, go over some things. Lee Delap throws us some options. We have to make some hard decisions here on the air, and that'll be yours here again coming up uh, less than 20 minutes from now from the TireRack.com studios. So, uh... Apparently, Jimmy Garoppolo has struggled a little bit at practice. Uh, We've also seen some stuff with Baker Mayfield at practice as well, too. Uh, There's been some interceptions that have been thrown. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, I believe, threw seven interceptions over a couple of different practices. Uh, There's been some stuff about Baker Mayfield's struggles as well, too. Uh, He even spoke about it himself recently. I think last week he talked about... Just, yeah, you know, I had a little bit of a rough practice, but things got better the following practice. Um, So we're at the point now during training camp where people are doing practice grades and now reporting it publicly to the media. And now you've got head coaches who have to speak about it afterwards. This is always fun. This is always the fun time of year. Yeah. And and, and the tough thing for me in hearing this is is for like fans who overanalyze this. Well, when do you want them to throw the interceptions? You know, do you want them to throw it in practice where they're getting acquainted to a new offense? like Baker Mayfield is, um, or, you know, new surroundings. If, if you're Jimmy G and coming off of an injury, I mean, there's, there's all sorts of, of different things that play a factor into quarterback play and decision-making and, and what the end result looks like. So for these guys, you'd rather them take their risks. You'd rather them take their, their learning lessons or their lumps in practice as opposed to once they get into a live game scenario. I mean, the good thing for Baker Mayfield is I don't think for the Bucks fans out there – now, granted, after Jameis Winston, you walk into a Super Bowl with Tom Brady and, and the, you know, the greatest quarterback of all time playing for you. you know, so those are tough shoes to fill. 
I don't think he's going to throw 30-plus interceptions. Now. I'm just, I'm just going to go out there on a limb and say I think Baker you, will be all right it? when he gets in there. You're going to make a, it's a bold, uh, bold prediction. Lee, can we yeah. F8 that, please? Yeah, let's F8 that. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't think. And, and, and here's part of the reasoning <laughs> or rationale. Uh, if he throws too many, Todd Bowles is just going to take him out. He's not going to give Baker Mayfield a chance to be able to equate to 30-plus interceptions. By the so. way, do you think anybody will ever throw 30 interceptions ever again? I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's hard to imagine only because there's not many coaches that would have that sort of tolerance. You know, that was such a rare thing with Bruce Arians and, and just his tolerance for the constantly pushing the ball and bringing aggressive downfield. I mean, Jameis threw for over 5,000 yards that yeah, season. Yeah, it wasn't like... <laughs> people, people tend to forget this. Like, he didn't throw for over 30 touchdowns as well and 5,000 yards. It's hard to do. And so with those risks downfield, you're going to have some interceptions and bad plays. And there's a, you know, there's a fair amount of those two that weren't necessarily on him. You know, there's other things that, that caused it. But, again, the, the point is people tend to overreact this time of year, this sort of thing. Um, in, in both cases for Tampa and Las Vegas, I think you've got some, some bigger questions outside of just the quarterback spot. Uh, where, where, where are these teams at? Are they rebuilding? Are they reloading? Are they trying to survive and hang on? Uh, it's not like we're picking either of these teams to, to win their division. And in the case of Tampa, I think it's a bit unfair only because they still do have a good roster. And if they can get Baker Mayfield to play the way he did during his peak in Cleveland, I think they'll be a more competitive team than we're giving him credit right now. I mean, Devontae Adams has got to be looking around going, what happened? Yeah. He just got there last March. And yeah. and now that he's there, his friend, the quarterback he wanted to play with, Derek Carr is gone. Waller's gone. Josh Jacobs may be gone. Uh, you know, who the hell knows how this is going to finish up? Like Devontae Adams, it's it's not what he signed up for. <laughs> he's got to be looking around, going, "Man, that that's why I can understand if he's not for long with with the Las Vegas Raiders." And I can understand as much as he wanted to go there and be closer to the West Coast, and he he loved Las Vegas. I I could. When you hear his frustrations earlier this offseason and just sort of talking about, you know, I'm not really sure what our plan is. I'm not really sure what's going like, you know, normally, you know, a player talks out against his front office and goes public with that stuff. And it's like, all right, what are you doing? Keep that behind closed doors. Right. I, I kind of get it in his case because this is nothing close to what he imagined it was going to be when he when he decided he wanted to go elsewhere and they made the trade happen. Well, I mean, he, he did sign a contract that gave him about 65, almost 66 million guaranteed, uh, total guaranteed. So, yeah, that's a good parting gift. I mean, that, that, always, that always plays a factor. I mean, the Raiders aren't moving on from him. And I think if he was to go somewhere else, because they've got him under contract for uh, at least the next four years, you'd have to say they, they could find a sooner, uh, excuse me, a suitor because of his talent and his ability. But. You got to be able to 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 you know work out that contract, and that's not necessarily easy to absorb. He's going to cost you you know average annual value about twenty five million or at least north of that this year, and it probably averages uh, I want to say it averages around that you know per season over the life of it. You know what I, I want to know, and you would probably know this better than obviously anybody else, uh, especially me here on the show. But when you're a co- a coach or a quarterback, and you had a couple of interceptions that you threw in practice, and then you've got to answer questions about it from the media at practice in August. 
I'd love to know what the discussion is like after you finish doing the interview and you're very kind about everything. If you're a coach or a quarterback, you've got to be thinking to yourself, why am I having to talk about this? What what does it matter? I mean, you do the best you can to answer the questions that you're asked, but honestly, you're just trying to get out of the interview. Yeah, I, I mean, I, as, as a player or a coach, you're just trying to get past it, not create any distractions, move forward. You don't really care if the outside knows that there was a misroute, a misread, a miscommunication. Maybe it was something with the protection that caused things to change. There's just there's so many things that play a part in, in what happens on any given play that you don't really care to communicate all of that. It, it, there's not going to be an understanding of it. They're not in your meeting rooms, breaking down film, understanding the objective of each play. So it, it's that's just the truth of it. So, you know, kudos to these guys, obviously, for – Having thick skin, having to deal with it, owning up to it too when you have a bad practice. Yeah, we had a bad practice, you know, and obviously, you know, I'm fired up to get out there, you know, tomorrow or to get out there the next time we get out there to to improve upon it. It's it's really all you can say. You can't change the past or, or the result of it. So it's I'll just say this to all the fans out there if you're a Raiders fan or you're a Buccaneers fan, just it's Let's just get to the season. Yeah, we'll see what on. things look like then. Yeah, come on. Everything will be all right. Uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. And now it is time for the progressive play of the day. And another hustle double right over the bag at first. Now Hosey and Anderson square off. They're fighting. They're swinging. Down goes Anderson. Down goes Anderson. Ramirez went in with a head first slide. Hosey never gets upset about anything. They came up chewing. Anderson squared off. Hosey decked him. It's a 5-1 Chicago lead, but everybody from the dugouts and the bullpens congregated around second base. You never see Jose Ramirez get upset like that. Guardians Radio Network Amazing. on the call. The great Tom Hamilton. Look, I would. You got Howard Cosell, Jim Lampley, Barry Tompkins. Yeah. Man, oh man, Tom that, Hamilton. So what really, what really was awesome about it, outside of even Tom's call, which was perfect. Kudos <laughs> to him for capturing that moment. Is it, it turned quickly into a boxing match for about <laughs> five seconds. And the second base umpire, he almost looked like Mills Lane out yeah. there, the way he kind of backed up. He was like, <laughs> at first he tried to stop him, and then he got into a stance where he was like almost like officiating oh, it. It was, it was bizarre, <laughs> but, it, but you had to go back and watch it a couple of times to see it, the stance he took, but he looked like a, a typical, uh, a, a, seriously, like flashbacks of like Mills Lane back in, back in the day uh, fishing some of those boxing matches. Yeah, so. Look, I mean, uh, not the greatest technique in the world, but Jose Ramirez just kind of winged a, uh, an overhand right and uh, yeah. caught Anderson, and Anderson went down. It was wobbled, oh, and yeah. uh, he was he – was sh- although I will say this. This is great for the city of Cleveland. Finally, you get your revenge for the Jordan Craig Elo shot. You know, finally. It's about time you guys got your oh, revenge. Oh, this is the moment? This is the moment. It took all this time, but it's about time you got your revenge. I really so. thought Tim Anderson, with the first punch he threw, he might have clipped Jose Ramirez. Because Ramirez's blow was more like glancing. But yeah. Man, Tim yeah. Anderson took that thing and he could he could barely stand up. 
What a great call in the yeah. moment, too. That was amazing. <laughs> it's a great call. Uh, but that is your progressive play of the day. Progressive is making things even easier. They will help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. All right, so coming up next here, we're going to put a bow on this bad boy. It's another edition of You In or You Out, and it's yours here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Listen to Comeback Stories. I'm Darren Waller. You may know me best as a tight end for the New York Giants. You may also know me for my story of overcoming addiction and alcoholism. You may have heard a few of my tracks as an artist or a producer. Uh, and you may have seen the work that I've done through my foundation. And you may know my friend and co-host Donnie Starkins as well. He's a mindfulness teacher, a yoga instructor, a life coach, a man fully invested in seeing people reach their fullest potential. And we've come to form this platform of comeback stories to really highlight not only our own adversity, but adversity in the lives of well-known guests with amazing stories catch us every week on comeback stories on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts hey it's jonas knox and you know o'reilly auto parts you know o o o o'reilly who are in the business of keeping your car on the road o'reilly auto parts offer friendly helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs they've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock either in store or online so you never have to worry if you're in a jam the team at o'reilly auto parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car if it needs to be replaced they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. 
like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. If you missed any of this podcast, or excuse me, if you missed any of this show, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. That'll be posted up shortly after we go off the air. We are going to be back on the air coming up tomorrow, 6 a.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, same time, same place. Lots of news and notes from the NFL per usual. Before we get to another edition of You Know You Out, though, and close up shop here on a Monday morning, want to let you know we are brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi Policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. This is really big news. Two pros in a cup of Joe want you to know if they're in. Yeah, please. Or if they're out. All right, lead the lap. What do we got? Guys, if you're looking for something to watch, winning time, the rise of the Lakers dynasty season two debuted last night. You guys in or out on winning time? Out. Uh, how was season one? Season one was really good. I liked it a lot. I'll have to give it a, give it a shot. I, I, I don't want to have much time to watch TV coming up here shortly, so I've got a, I think a long trip planned. I'm not sure it's going to come to fruition, but maybe I can watch it on that long trip. Uh, yeah, I'm out. And you want to know why? Because why? I don't want the guy from The Pianist to be Pat Riley. That's why. <laughs> Adrian Brody. Yes. Yeah, what are we doing here? I, I like I I know who the real That's Pat Riley is. That's not a good is. casting, is it? That's it, like, because he can slick his hair back. Yeah, I, I can't. A lot of actors do that. Probably. He's, I just he doesn't have the biggest role through season one and so far in season two because he's I, not quite he's not the head coach yet of the Lakers. I struggle with watching sports documentaries or sports shows about stuff that we all kind of watched ourselves. Like, I, I can't get over that. I, to, it, that's not Magic Johnson. That's not Larry Bird. That's not Pat Riley. We, we know who all those people are. Some of us can remember back that far to when this all was actually happening. So I'm looking at some older photos of Pat Riley now with the Lakers. Looks nothing like how Adrian Brody's character is at least portrayed in the photos that I'm seeing in, uh, in right. winning time. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, I'm out. Final huh. determination. Out. Maybe Pat Riley has made the hairdo or the look or something trademark. They couldn't do that. I don't, I don't know. He, he hasn't. Sure he hasn't. Uh, it's actually alluded to in the first episode here of season two that he's he hasn't done it yet. That he's going to slick his hair back, which is odd because that's the patented Pat Riley look. Right. He you hasn't know? gotten that, there yet. He's not. He's that's not. what like says championship to me. I see Pat Riley. I see the slick back hair. I'm like championships. So right what? Did, what did he put in his hair? Is that gel or is that just uh, mousse? Is that what he I'll did? You, you would know. You're, you're a, a hair product fanatic. Please. It was mostly. Well, that's what they've alluded to in the first oh. episode of the season. Is it How about mousse? that? 
Okay. Who knew? All right. There you All go. Right. What else we got, Lee? You know, talking about traveling, I, I just updated my passport. I'm super happy about that because... Why, are you going somewhere, Lee? What are you, you doing? I might because, you, you know, if you're in or out on this, the Loch Ness oh. Center in Scotland plans a new search for its elusive monster, what's been described as the biggest search for the Loch Ness Monster since the 1970s. They're asking all uh, monster investigators to come Did, out. Didn't they determine, out on this, didn't they determine that whoever that was that was supposed to be the Loch Ness Monster was some drunk who put a, a sock puppet on and reached out from under the water. Oh, like, I, th- I swear to God, I, I think I'm, they did. I'm almost positive that's not how they, they discredited it. Yeah. I'm actually in on this because I, I want to put to bed whether or not this thing is real or if it's not. That's all I care about. Let, oh. Let's find this thing, all right? August 27th in Scotland. Yeah, might uh might make my way over there. Why? Oh, you're good because you're going to be in town or something. I Come might on, be, man. you know. Yeah, I can see that happening. Okay, pal. Loch Ness monster. Yeah. Some some guy puts on a, a scuba outfit. Like you can clearly see when he, when the hand is coming up out of the water, you can see part of the guy's snorkel okay. as well too. It's a All bunch right. of crap. I think that was the the, the porno you were watching. That was oh, called the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> yeah. By the way, how'd you? What else we got, Lee? I don't know if you guys are in or out on gender reveals. Um, yeah, no, I knew that, that, where that was going. But Serena Williams used uh, drones to reveal the gender of her second child. You oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it is kind of cool. You ever see the, you know, drones go in the sky and they spell something out or make a yeah. picture or whatever? Is that what they did? Yeah, that's what they did. The the drones went up, three, two, one, and it was, uh, I think it's a girl. Yeah, it was a girl. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm in on that. That's, that's a new, neat way of doing it. I haven't heard that before. Out. So, yeah, that's about right. Feels uh feels invade. I'd rather have the Loch Ness monster announce my child. That's what I'd rather have. You know, if we're if we're gonna play that game, drones. Way to be relatable. Hey, how'd you guys announce uh, what the, what the gender was? Oh, we had drones fly around. What's the matter? <laughs> couldn't get a hold. Couldn't get a hold of the space shuttle. Was that tied up from last week's birthday party? Dumb. What else we got, Lee? Uh, guys, in and out of course, uh, burger chain out here on the West Coast, is in litigation with uh, a fake in and out in in out in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, what is it called, Lee? In E, which is spelled I, but it pronounced E in uh, in Spanish. In E out well, in e, Mexico. E is and. Yeah, well, I, I e well, the letter Y, right? I, A, E, O, U. No, I, I is pronounced E. N E now. Okay, but it's the letter Y. In our language, that's Y would be and. Yeah. Yo, I, I I hear what you're saying, but I'm just telling you what it looks like in Spanish and how it's pronounced. So what's, what's, so what's the problem here? It's it's a ripoff. It's got everything you, you would find in a regular in and out It's got the burgers, the fries, the booths, the trays. I'm in. I'm in. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it product availability just one part that makes o'reilly stand apart the professional parts people oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto parts. it's freddie prince jr and jeff died back in the ring wrestling with freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season hey jeff 
Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.